Hello and welcome to Frankston Basketball Radio, the second edition of our weekly podcast. And it's a big week this week at Frankston with the domestic finals happening. I'm Paul O'Kennedy. I'm joined by Frankston Basketball's competitions guru, Dion Paul. And Dion, the grand finals have already started. Talk us through what happened on Sunday night. Yeah, they certainly have. So Sunday night kicked off with uh, the Masters competition and Sunday mixed. I had a nice close competitive game in the Sunday Masters. We had the Giants uh, victorious against the Vipers, 39-30. And top scorer there was... Uh, Daniel Hoy with 15 points. That's a good effort in a, in a losing effort for the winners. David Lynch and Chris Barden both in double figures. And Monday night, the A-grade competition. Talk us through what happened there. Yeah, so Monday was even closer, actually. So Globex Corp took on 4 maybe 5 and score there was 37-36, uh, 4 maybe 5 uh, getting up in a close one. 4 maybe 5 actually had six players on the night, so if that doesn't confuse our listeners Nothing well. The top scorers for them, Smith and Van Leeuwen with 11 points. And for Globex Corp, Svensson with 12. And his brother, I believe, there with nine as well. Uh, so a really tight game. A great competition, that A-grade man. Really high quality. Um, David Anderson playing a few games this year. And um, Dion, talk us through the top scorers for the competition over the season. Yeah, it's always competitive. Uh, not to call themselves four, maybe six, I think. It sounds like <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, Adam Jackson, 18 points per game, and Jack Gay, 17 points per game. So really good effort to, to score consistently high across uh, the high level of competition. Well done. Congratulations to all the winners so far, and a big weekend at the Frankston Basketball Stadium with the juniors. Talk us through that. Yeah, so today's going to be a big one. So we're running things a little different to previous years. So presentations, we at the front of Frankston, we'll have two marquees set up. Uh, there'll be some food trucks and music down, so a bit more of a festival feel, so um, get your families down, um, get everyone to come along, it should be a really big day. What what time does it kick off in the morning and what time does it run through until? Okay, so we'll kick off at 8.30 and run through at 6 at night. Um, just a reminder, there will be a $2 door entry as well, uh, just to cover the cost of the day, so uh, people can expect that when, uh, when they come in. So that's a full day of basketball. How many... How many grand finals are we expecting over sort of that 10-hour period? Yeah, so we'll have 60 grand finals here at Frankston. Uh, we'll have reserve grand finals, bronze games as well, uh, including John Paul in his college. And under eight, they'll be at Langmore all day for their finals participation matches. That, that's a massive day. How many players are you expecting through the doors to be involved? Yeah, well, actual players, probably about a, uh, 2,000 overall, but we think between three and 4,000 people coming through uh, here at Frankston alone. A massive day at the Frankston Basketball Stadium. If you love your hoops and your junior hoops, get along, support your friends, or just come down to see some some great junior basketball um, here on Saturday at the Frankston Basketball Stadium. Frankston RSL Club is a vibrant hub of activity. It's a great place to relax and meet friends, enjoy exciting live entertainment, watch some sport on the big screens, or enjoy a relaxing cup of coffee. Come and try our fine cuisine for lunch or dinner seven days a week. Families are always welcome, and we have a children's playground, along with three playstations for the kids to enjoy. If you are looking for a function venue anywhere on the Mornington Peninsula, you need look no further than the Frankston RSL. We have great function facilities that are versatile enough to cater for all types of events. The exceptional quality of our facilities and our attention to detail is equaled only by the extraordinary standard of customer service offered to you and your guests. Open seven days. Visitors welcome. Frankston RSL, proud partners of Frankston Blues.
All right, time for a Siebel update on Frankston Basketball Radio. I'm Paulo Kennedy, joined by Nathan Jolly. A couple of losses on the weekend, Nathan. Relatively close losses to powerful Kilsyth teams. What did you make from the two games? Um, I think there was some really uh, there was some positive signs um, for, for for both teams, and then there was also just uh, yeah um, probably areas that need further development and improvement. But that's probably something that. Um, uh, I, I know sort of both coaches are probably not um, aware of. It's just, uh, you know, if you look at the Lady Blues, for example, I think they were in a position, well, both teams were in positions to win. It was just um, executing it. Just It wasn't even down the stretch. It was really probably executing it throughout the game that uh, the Lady Blues probably lost touch, and then before you know it, you're sort of six minutes to go in the fourth quarter and, you're, and, and you really are playing catch-up. And similar to the boys, you know, they brought it back from, from almost a, a double-digit um, uh, deficit uh, you know, through some really hot shooting uh, from Taylor Dyson, which we'll talk about. But um, you know, they, they they squared it up with again um, coming down the stretch in the last quarter and just couldn't execute when it was needed. But credit to Kilsyth, I thought both teams, the women's team, are well coached by uh, Sam Wisdom. I thought they were well executed, well well planned, um, prepared, um, and really got it done. Experienced group, Maddie Garrick and ex Lady Blue. It's kind of hard seeing her get her groove on. It was um, the rings that she. Uh, she remembers well, and uh, similar to Kilsyth, you know, uh, Justin Shuler uh, had those guys up and going after a win the, the previous night against against Northwest Tassie, and they came in and uh, yeah, thought they um, they did a good job, and yeah, it's just unfortunate we couldn't get uh, either team winning. On talk, talk to us about Taylor Dyson, twenty three points, uh, nailed four triples, four assists, a pretty good debut for the Blues. It's great having Taylor on board, a, uh, a former Knox Junior um, a state representative at the under-20 level, so that's where Grant, Grant Wallace sort of knows him from, and uh, spent four years at Hartford University, a D1 school in the northeast of, of America, and uh, yeah, he's a guy that uh, I know at our, at, at our launch, high performance manager Steve Blackley, Frankston Blues high performance manager Steve Blackley said that uh, he was a guy that really thinks that can push for All-Star 5, he's, uh, or, or the All-Star 10, um, he's a guy that... He, he, he lit up when we need it. Um, looks like he's a tough kid. Um, yeah, he's really great sound fundamentally. Um, and that's you know, what we needed. We needed an outside spark. Uh, I thought Kilsight did a really good job with Benny Lewis. They really shut him down. And, um, you know, Nate and, uh, and, and Alex sort of finding their feet. So, um, yeah, Taylor came out and, and, and really sparked a, a 9-0 run there. Um, but we just couldn't, you know, maintain that on the back of, back of Taylor. And for the VA group Lady Blues, Tanea Phillips back from Perth slotted in like she hadn't been missing and in fact was probably up a couple of notches from, from last season. 18 points, 7 of 14 from the field. A really nice performance from her. Yeah, Tanea, um, really, she uh, she only arrived on Thursday morning, I believe, uh, from Perth. So she's had a limited preparation with the girls, but she's someone that's, um, you know, a, a, a conditioning um, hasn't dropped off. You know, she looked like she was Productive again, scoring. Um, I, I thought she probably missed a couple, and she was finding finding teammates and things like that. But uh, yeah, today's only going to get better. She uh, she was great Saturday night, and we're really glad to have her back and looking forward to seeing her improve throughout the season. Um, Carly Mitrovic, obviously, she made her debut, which is something that um, again she arrived uh, Thursday morning. So Coach Mike Brookins had his challenges in the preparation, but um, you know I think you'll see that. All the girls played. You know, we had a, a, a number of girls in the under-18 um, age group um, make their either their debut or, or, or in uh, Lana Hollingsworth's um, sort of case, her second year, really come out and 
and uh, and and although probably you know, Chelsea D'Angelo had, had double figures, she had an outstanding game for, for for her debut as a rookie. But um, you know, Lana, for example, I think didn't look like she was out of place out there. It's just going to be that continual, you know, building minutes in, 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 into girls like that. And I, look, you know, we're not going to put a ceiling on on, on, on that side of things. Eminem Kerbis missed missed with a with a uh, foot injury, so she's someone that is probably going to give you a double double, you know, um, throughout the year. So, um, and again, that age profile, they're all sort of under 18, under 20, coming off the bench, and thought they did a pretty good job, all things considered. And just quickly, both teams off to Tasmania this weekend for a double header. Who can we expect? Who are you looking to step up for both the men's and the women's team? Well, I think. Uh, the men, um, as I said, I think Benny Lewis, he's a really proud guy, so I think you'll find that Benny's, Benny's going to respond in the, in the right way. Um, yeah, the men, I, I, I think on paper, the men uh, against Northwest Tassie, who, who lost by 57 points against Hobart, um, you know, that, that, that was one of those results where I know Northwest Tassie are a proud club, so they're going to look to rebound, and, and so it's going to be a game that we can't drop our guard on and really go in there confident, but know that it's going to be a... A, a tough ask and, and, and you look at guys you know the veterans you look at guys that have been around the league also in the NBL guys are experienced to, to play big games at the right time Paul you know as you know can I call you Paulo? yeah, yeah. as you know Paulo um, playing you know big time basketball and big time games is what guys like that um, have done before and we're looking forward to them doing it again on the on the Lady Blues side you know I guess it's it's uh, the bench outscored Killside bench on uh, on Saturday night um, but for us, it's probably you know girls like Carly Mitrovic after a week preparation, finding a little bit more rhythm in, in, in her game. Thanks, Nathan. And the next home game for the Frankston RSL men's team and the VA group Lady Blues is on the 8th of April. And of course, the men taking on former Blues import Dane Swatella and the Nutterwan Inspectors. So make sure you're here at the House of Blues on the 8th of April. The VA Group is working to become the benchmark for progressive and motivated business owners as a worthwhile partner, assisting them to achieve their objectives, growth plans and work-life balance. Every day we assist our clients to legally minimise taxation, increase profit and earnings, reduce costs and expenses, build and protect their wealth. Give us a call on 1300 196 465 or email tax at vagroup.com.au to organise a financial health check or just have a chat about what we can do for you. VA Group Lady Blues coach Mikey Brookins took time to chat to Frankston Basketball Radio after the first game of the season, a narrow loss to Kilsyth. Here are his thoughts. Well, last week's game, I thought we played uh, extremely well for um, for the circumstance. Having uh, two of your, your starters not around the train for the week and just come in and play, sometimes there's going to be uh, um, a drop-off or or definitely not um, not as sharp as, as as you want to be, but uh, they both fought it in pretty well, and um, I thought we gave it a good effort. Just uh, just towards the end, I think we kind of lost our way um, as far as defensively. Um, we also um, didn't defend well enough without fouling. I thought we put them on the free throw line for about 35 attempts, which is way too many, especially when you only shoot 18 yourself. And I thought our uh, defensive rebounding um, let us down a bit. 
They had 20, 20 offensive boards, which uh, you give any team 20 offensive boards or 17 second-chance points, you, you're definitely going to be um, under the pump. This this weekend, uh, coming the Tassie double, it's always a tough road trip. Uh, very few teams come out with, with two wins. Uh, I think with a week of training uh, behind Tanea and Karla Mievich, I think both of them will be able to add a little bit more. Uh, than they were able to on the Saturday, and hopefully we can use this trip to uh, solidify our team as far as our chemistry, and and the girls can um, can find their roles within the team, and hopefully we can come out of the weekend successful in that aspect. As far as wins or losses concerned, yeah, we'd like to come away with two wins, but ultimately if we come back a better team with clearly defined roles and what we can and can't do and what our strengths and weaknesses are, I think it'll be a successful weekend. Welcome back to Frankston Basketball Radio. It's time for a facility update. We're looking at the proposed expansion of the Frankston Basketball Stadium. I'm joined by General Manager Nathan Jolly. Thanks, guys, and um, yeah, great to be here again on Frankston Basketball Radio. Um, yeah, look, it's been a big week since we last spoke, and uh, with that, uh, there's been further developments in the negotiations with Frankston City. So um, uh, from Frankston Basketball's perspective, uh, we think there's resolution in sight, but um, obviously a bit of work to, to undertake to get to that point. But um, also from Frankston Basketball's perspective, we are doing a, uh, as much as we can to really um, demonstrate to Frankston City that there is great support around the project. And uh, we'll talk about a couple of those activities, um, yeah, no doubt. Okay. So the, the, the current stage one uh, uh, part of the project, and, and, and we think it's uh, essentially once uh, stage one and then stage 1A is the way we see it. But um, yeah, stage one, in terms of the investment, uh, the federal government are putting in $5.2 million. State government are committing $2.5 million. Uh, Frankston City, $4 million. Uh, and Frankston Basketball committing $1 million. Um, that $1 million from our um, commitment was um, in principle, uh, pending a successful lease being signed. So a million dollars, not that we're not committed in, in, in providing it, it's just um, for us with that million dollars, we need certain security um, of the future tenure of the tenure of the building, uh, but also uh, the finished outcome of what the building's going to encompass is really important for, for our membership. Um, that's something that Board of Management represent 14,000 participants uh, and members who, uh, for us, it's, it's members' money. So there's, there's, there's due diligence, but um, yeah, there is an impasse at the moment uh, in terms of the project. The building still hasn't commenced um, in full effect, but um, it's something that yeah, we can uh, no doubt resolve over time. Well, Frankston Basketball's got a great history of working autonomously and uh, really investing in the current six-court facility at Bardia Avenue, uh, Seaford. And uh, in 1991, the association, um, real, uh, again, similar situation we have now, the participation uh, demand just was outstripping supply in effect. So uh, more courts were needed. Um, unfortunately, at that time, um, uh, there was no other funding bodies available or, or, or funding um, avenues. So the membership of the FDBA, the Frankston District Basketball Association, committed $1.65 million to see four courts built on the current two-court facility at, at Bardia Avenue. They took the facility to, to six courts, and that was really a game-changer for the association. It was able to uh, further facilitate uh, participation growth, but 
Also at Loud, it's, um, it's, it's other key elements of, or, or key arms of the association. You look at representative basketball and, and all the things we've been able to do. And, and uh, although the, we did have the Frankston Bears in 1982, elite basketball sort of existed. It was one of those things that we really wanted to put on a stage for, for the Frankston community. And since that time, even in, in, in recent time, we've had the Australian women's team, the Opals, play here. Uh, we have US colleges visitors every year. Uh, we host a number of major tournaments, um, as well as uh, what we'll see on Saturday with grand final days that we're going to have you know, essentially 3,000 uh, kids participating uh, between the ages of five years old and 12 years old uh, in grand final day, which is the biggest day of uh, participation um, on the Mornington Peninsula. And um, with those 3,000 players, there's additional families and that is what we talk to, uh, retractable seating and things like that, that we do want to see included in, in the project, which currently isn't, um, is that we want to you know, be able to resource that type of demand. And I think that's um, when you, know, you can have a, we spoke about it last week, grand final day in front of 2,000 uh, spectators. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a good outcome for, for everyone. Yeah, so the current lease terms uh, are a five by five years by five years sort of scenario, so 25 years in total. But um, at the, each end of those five year, uh, five year periods, uh, council can review uh, the rent that it charges the association. Um, so for a million dollar investment, and, and this is the thing that I think the Frankston Basketball membership really want um, uh, clarity on is that uh, no other sporting association has been asked to, to invest like Frankston Basketball has, not only now, but obviously with the 1991 expansion. Um, for that million dollars, uh, you know, we want to get a return on, on, on that million dollars. And we're very fortunate. I think we've got a board of management that uh, uh, has, has an eclectic mix of, of smart people, but we have a CPA who's our treasurer, Ian Watton, and he's leading the, 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 the lease delegation. And that's really where he's um, sort of uh, coming from. And that's where we all share that worldview of. Uh, over a five-year period, it's really hard to do, you know, essentially um, get that return on a million dollars. A 20-year period plus an option of another 20 years really gives us 40 years to get a return on that investment. Um, and again, the additional um, uh, items that we're hoping that are delivered as part of a broader broader project um, are things that the FDBA um, have really put their hand up to, to fund um, because that's something that we, we're passionate about including as part of the project or, or, or the um, outcome of the finished facility. Um, but with that, we do need council to um, to allow us to have uh, permits for retractable seating, uh, allow us to have permits for a planned high performance centre, which is something that we're we're looking to fundraise and really drive some some some, some out, outside benefactors to uh, to fund, and as, as well as the FDBA membership um, or the FDBA. So we're a non for profit. Um, so all our um, profits, in effect, um, are reinvested in the membership. Um, uh, we're a Again, as an association, it's one of those things that we've, um, we've been really successful in, in, in managing our finances on the back of that we have been accruing, accruing profits to reinvest in the building. That's probably our, our, our sort of most important asset that we have as, as an association is, is having a building that is, is, can you know, effectively and successfully facilitate our program base, um, allow us to have major events. You know, one of the few sports in the Frankston Municipality where we're identified through council sporting plan that we do have a number of tiers of, of our sports. So we have the elite level, we have the grassroots level, we have social basketball, social elements. So um, we are talking to, you know, we talk about our 14,000 participation base. That's because we do have a broad range of programs that we can able to offer. And um, as you know, we, when we talk about high performance, we talk about the Frankston Blues program, um, a program that's developed, you know, four-time Olympian David Anderson and Ryan Brokoff. Um, teams that do travel from the States play our Frankston Blues program. So it's a program that is needing resourcing and um, 
in terms of the investment, that's where we see a million dollars going towards is really securing a long-term tenure, but also gives us the ability to invest in our various program bases. And um, you know, that's where, again, we talk about our retractable seating is really important that we're able to continue to modernize and future-proof the facility um, for the next 20 to 25 years. So with, uh, with the current terms, and this is where the FDBA Board of Management um, had been really clear with Frankston City is that um, uh, if, they inc- if they increase the rental, um, then that impacts participation because it, um, unfortunately that price increase needs to be passed on to the user. Um, that's just what it is um, and that's sort of what's, you know, from Frankston City's perspective and that's something that we've, um, again, tried to be really clear with Frankston City is that the areas that you're going to have drop off in participation are the, are, are the areas that, that probably need it the most, you know, and uh, you talk about certain suburbs where our growth is coming out of, Caram Downs, Sky, um, those clubs doing some really fantastic work, um, Sky Sonics, uh, Rowellan Rockets, um, we've just seen significant growth in those areas and, and, and that's what we want to do and we think there's been a bit of a, um, a strategy in that, that if we can make basketball affordable, uh, we get out to the schools through our schools program uh, and we really nourish our clubs that we really get good outcomes in terms of participation and that's what... The state government, the state and Rick Victoria, that's their mantra, more people on court more often, and that's something that we're endeavouring to do. Um, and that's really all we're asking as part of the, the, the future leases that we're just given the opportunity to do that. So this week we've activated a petition. Um, you probably remember um, mid-2015, we petitioned the federal government, um, and that was successful, um, I think, because we were able to achieve an outcome of getting $5.2 million generated through the federal government, um, a stronger regions fund uh, with the support of Bruce Bilson. Um, and that's something that we're uh, looking to do, but more on a, a, a local level, really uh, demonstrate to Frankston City that this project has great support at the grassroots level. And we, we achieved 8,000 signatures for the federal uh, petition. We're hoping to get a similar number for the for, for local government. So Frankston City can really see that it's not just the FDBA Board of Management um, arguing this point and debating this point or putting this, this, this case forward. Um, it's not Nathan Jolly as the general manager that um, I know of sort of um, being the face of it, and for me, you know, um, it's one of those things that I'm a passionate Frankston basketball person, but also know there's 14,000 th- other participants who are as passionate as I am, um, and that's one of the joys of, of, of my job is I get to represent what I think is a really um, idealistic, um, you know, a, a community that we're here for the common good, um, and that's really what we're hoping our membership can see. And uh, uh, for us, it's, it's signing the petition, um, and for us to present that to, to Frankston City, you can sign the petition at the Frankston Basketball Stadium. There's a table set up just as you walk into the foyer. Uh, Langwarren Basketball Stadium will also have a similar uh, area set up. So uh, you can sign it um, at either stadium uh, under management by Frankston Basketball, or you can uh, jump onto our website, frankstonbasketball.asn.au. You can download a petition, um, get out there, get your friends, your family. Um, it's great support we've had at the moment from, from our domestic clubs, uh, our junior blues and senior blues getting on board and now it's time for the for the wider membership of Frankston Basketball to really show their support and sign the petition uh, and we'll be presenting that to council um, over the coming weeks.